welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for today's episode. Hello, welcome. I cannot wait for you to dive into this episode with the one and only Keisha Fitzgerald. If you don't know Keisha, maybe you've been living under a rock, but no, she hosts one of my absolute favorite podcasts called Empower Her, who I started listening to this podcast about maybe two years ago, and it was like instrumental in my personal development and the growth that I went through in order to leave teaching. She also is the reason why you're currently listening to Mind Your Hormones right now because I went through her intro podcasting course, which helped me actually launch this podcast, and I'm now in her podcast amplified mastermind to just really like blow this podcast up because you know we need this information out there and she's helping me do it so oh I just love her I loved her before we even became friends she's just such an incredible human she is a life enthusiast she's the energetic host again what like I said of the top rated podcast empower her which has over three million downloads in just the first two years Holy shit, that's crazy. But if you ever have listened to it, you know why. If not, of course, all the links will be in the show notes. She's also the founder and CEO of She Goes Company, which is focused on cultivating a global community of personal growth-obsessed women, hence why I'm in this community with her and I'm obsessed with it, and helping women who want to launch or grow their podcast. So, Oh, I just can't wait for you to dive in. I'm, I'm gonna stop talking because you, we just gotta get into the juice of today. But all the links for everything in the episode today are in the show notes. I can't wait for you to hear this episode and let's get to it. Keisha, I am freaking out that you're here right now. I'm so excited. This is such a full circle moment for me. I cannot wait to chat with you and pick your brain and for the listener to hear everything that you have to say. So, just real quick intro of who you are, what you do, why you're here, all the things. Yeah, I'm so pumped. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. I can't wait Yay. to chat with you. I love you so much. So thank you for having me first and foremost. And for those of you that I don't know yet, my name is Keisha, and I am an entrepreneur who is obsessed with helping women with more tools and support so they can chase whatever their goals and dreams are. So I have a podcast called Empower Her. I help women like Corinne launch podcasts. Yes. And we also have a mastermind helping women scale and grow podcasts. I'm really big in community building. Um, but along the way, I have really listened to like my gut and my intuition of telling me what's the right path. Because so often I think we become you know, a byproduct of the expectations of our peer group. So mm. I've had to get really intentional of listening to like what my gut's telling me to do because I did what a lot of women that listen to this podcast probably did where I went to school. I got the job. I started climbing the corporate ladder mm -hmm. and intuitively, I always knew that I was on the wrong path for me, but I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So I've... <laughs> 
I have tried so many random things and I'm just been brave enough to kind of go for it. And then when something no longer feels like it's the right thing, I'm then willing to say pivot and kind of move into the next direction. So that's been really kind of how I've gone from working in the corporate world, my background in IT project management and engineering recruiting to now having a podcast and and being in the entrepreneur space, helping a lot of women um, in that world as well. So I've done a lot of random things and I've made a lot of mistakes. And really it's just been following my own intuition and knowing that I'm going to suck a little bit when I first start, but then if I keep showing up, I'll get better. So that's kind of the gist of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. And that was one of the things that drew me to you in the beginning was I was still teaching at the time. And I remember finding your podcast and listening to it and just how you always talk about, like, it doesn't have to be this whole traditional path that we always hear about. And I feel like my story is very similar to that, where I'm kind of all over the place. If I, you know, 10 years ago, if you asked me what I'd be doing at 31, it probably wouldn't be this. I would think I'd have a house and be married, have kids, like all the things. Right. Um, And we're in very similar stage of life with that. So I think it's so important that you, you talk about that and how it doesn't always have to be the way that you think it's going to be. And it could be a different way. Um, And you, you talk about that in such a way that makes it feel like it's possible and that it's normal, right? Like it's not this weird thing. Isn't it so funny when you think back of the things that you wanted to do at this age, that the things that I wish that happened, I'm so glad they didn't actually happen because I would be so (laughs) unhappy. Like, I mean, we can all think of the person that we were dating at like 16 that you're like, yeah, I have to like marry this person and have kids (laughs) with this person and all of that jazz. And I'm like, Ooh, thank God that doesn't work out. Um, but honestly, it's like, I think that that's part of like being a human is that we just Mm -hmm. need to normalize this idea of changing your mind and constantly evolving because that's where like growth and fulfillment comes from. It's so often that when we get stuck in this path of doing what we think we're supposed to be doing because our friends or our family or society's standards and the expectations, you know, that are in line with a certain age, when, when we're following those rules and we're feeling unfulfilled, but we continue to follow those rules thinking mm. that that's going to get a different result at some point that doesn't even actually make sense. Yeah. Right? It's like, you got to be willing to say, you know what, like maybe that's right for someone else, but how can I just get more confident and secure in my own path? Because then I find that I'm not as worried what other people think. And I also don't feel the need to disprove another person's path because I feel confident in my own. So when people say to me, you know, I've been, I mean, as you know, Corinne, but like I've been in a 12 and a half year relationship. I'm 31. Mm -hmm. Corinne and I are like three weeks apart. Um, (laughs) We, we, you know, we're not married yet. We don't have the house. We don't have the 2.2 kids and the white picket (laughs) fence and all the things that I thought that I needed to have. And I'm way happier because it feels aligned. And I also have tons of friends that have done different things and I clap for them because it feels aligned for them because every single person, I just feel like has a unique vision and it's our job to honor that path to your exact point, Corinne, that, you know, we need to be an example of what's possible for other people. And it's really hard to be what you can't see. So I'm like, yeah, like be in a really long relationship and don't get married for 10 years if you want. And like, that's totally cool. Right. Yeah leave a corporate job that's like sucking your soul up, close something that's making a ton of money, move to a different state that your family doesn't live in, like mm-hmm. shake it up, do what feels right. And you know, nothing's permanent. So yes. Yeah. Even with like, you know, with relationships, with, with career, it could be applied to your health too. Obviously is what we talk yes. a lot about on this podcast, but like a lot of times, most of the clients I work with and how it was with me was I was the only person who was interested in improving my health 
in a natural way or in any way, right? Like I wasn't interested in staying out late anymore at the bars and like doing all these things. And I was the only one doing that. And a lot of my friends that I still have from home are still, you know, we're still not aligned with that. So it could be applied to anything you're doing of just looking at like, just because other people around you are doing something different doesn't mean that you have to be the one to just fall in in that pattern if that's not what you want to do. Yeah. And then you have to then to that point with health, like be open-minded to even like what works for me in terms of like my boundaries and my health goals at 21 doesn't work for me later. Right. And some of the things like the other thing too, that you have opened my eyes to in a massive way through your podcast through us becoming friends is, you know, that when you have new information, then you need to apply that information because it might be even more helpful to take you from something that you believe is good to something that for you could be actually great. And um, a lot of that is with new like health information and being willing to try things out and questioning your own belief set. Like for, I mean, I used to, prior to meeting you, I used to wake up first thing in the morning and chug pre-workout on an empty stomach. (laughs) And now you couldn't pay me to do that. Right. And no offense to anyone that's doing that right now. I was literally there like nine months ago. Um, But when you get new information or when you feel this calling of like, it's time for me to step up in my health or it's time for me to make a new decision in my career or my relationships. It's honoring that. And then knowing that like, it's okay if you don't really know anything at the beginning, because you have resources like this to help guide you, but you have to be your own advocate too. Means sometimes people aren't going to get it. Um, and, but if you get it, that's what matters most. And I think you said that applies to everything in life. So I love that point. Yeah. And just going from good to great in your health. Like so many women will just be like, Oh, it's fine. Like I'm fine. I have, you know, these issues, these migraines or whatever, but it's fine. It's like, okay, but it could be so much better. And in any area, like you always talk about going from good to great. And you've really opened my eyes to that in so many areas of my life where I'm like, this is good right now. Like when I was teaching, this is good. You know, even towards the end, I was like, this is not good. This sucks right now. Like I I absolutely hate it. But um, really like going from good to great, that's hard to do because you're comfy, right? Where you're at, you're like, I know how to do all this stuff. Like it's not stretching me. But another thing that you talk so much about is how, that like growth is really what we do crave. You don't realize it, but it is what we crave as humans. And it's what makes us feel more fulfilled. And that's really what everyone is craving. We just don't really know how to pinpoint that or know that that's actually what we want. Yeah. I actually think it's even harder to go from good to great than it is from back against the wall, dire situation. Right. Mm -hmm. And especially in health, like I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with this. If your doctor or someone that you're working with is telling you, in order for you to get pregnant, you need to do this. And the, and the, the, what you have to sacrifice is potentially getting pregnant. You're like, fine, I will do what I need to do. But if someone's telling you for you to have a little bit more energy, so you don't want to chug a coffee at 3 PM, you can make this, but you're like, well, like it's not really bugging me that much. (laughs) So sometimes it's hard, right? It's hard to like, if you don't have your back against the wall, um, a lot of people think, oh, I should just be grateful for what I have, or like, Mm -hmm. it could be so much worse. And I understand that mindset. And yes, you should be grateful. But at the same time, it's like, if you feel that calling of wanting to improve yourself in some aspect of your life, whether it's health or in your career path, your relationships, whatever, 
it's honoring that feeling and saying, what am I willing to do? And how good could it get if I go for it? Right. And how bad could it get if I actually just let this continue to slide? It's not marriages don't crumble because of one Mm -hmm. bad fight. Mm -hmm. It's because of the fights and the miscommunication over years that's compounded. Just like your health doesn't go to crap typically overnight. Right. Right. Exactly. It's from the compound of choices. So it's like that, that is why I, I think it's so important that we're educating ourselves and we're being open-minded about this and, and normalizing the idea of changing your mind, normalizing the idea of transitions in your health mm-hmm. and in all aspects. So like, girl, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I mean, how incredible is she? Like, I just can't even deal with it. I hope you are loving this episode as much as I loved recording it. But I just wanted to pop in here real quick and tell you, if you didn't already know, that every single month I host free masterclasses. They're usually two days long. They're hosted in a Facebook community. Super easy, super fun, super like impactful. I just love doing them so much. It's my way of providing more free value to you because, as you know, I'm obsessed with helping you feel your absolute best. And depending on when you're listening to this, again, I always have free masterclasses every month. So the topic I'm talking about right now might not be the month that you're listening to it, but you can always check the show notes or DM me on Instagram for that month's topic and how you can hop in. For this month right now, for July, the free masterclass is called Energized. And it's all about when the coffee isn't working, how we can actually generate natural energy without relying on caffeine. Because maybe you right now, you're like, I need coffee in the morning to feel energized. I need a couple coffee, couple cups of coffee throughout the day because without it, I'm slogging through the day. Or maybe you're chugging pre-workout before you exercise because you feel like you need it to really come at it with your A game, with your full energy, and you can't do it without the pre-workout. This is not me telling you that you have to cut all caffeine overnight and all this stuff. It's really just teaching you that our bodies should not need to rely on caffeine. And if right now, now you are someone who is fatigued. You might even feel fatigued with all this caffeine. There is a deeper problem going on, and that's what this masterclass is. It's really talking all about how you can generate natural energy without relying on caffeine because energy is my superpower. I love talking about energy. It's so crucial because when we're tired, we can't enjoy life fully. We're not as excited. We can't have as much fun. So that is what it is for this month. So check the show notes for the link to hop in. Of course, you could always DM me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. And yeah, I can't wait for it. I'll see you there. And now let's get back to the best episode ever with Keisha Fitzgerald. Um, Okay. So another thing that you are really good at like communicating about is how it's really important to like be consistent with things to actually see progress and where you're going, but it could be really hard to do that when you're not actually seeing results. Um, and again, this could apply to literally anything. So what is the mindset that you have? And obviously everyone could use it in their own way, but yeah, what are, what is something that you really do to practice that? Cause you are someone that is so amazing at doing that and talking about it. So how yeah. do you really stay consistent when like, you're not seeing the results yet? So two main things. One is I think about how consistency contributes to who I am as a person rather than just the end goal that I'm going for. Right. So in your health, maybe it is, you have an end goal that you're going toward of, I want to get to this you know, I want my cycles to be regular. I want whatever it is that you're working on, right? Or in your Mm -hmm. business, you want to be at a certain place or in your podcast, you want to be at a certain amount of downloads or whatever it is. Well, 
that's one reason to be consistent. But really the reason that I have at the root of consistency is confidence building. Because if I can focus every single day on building confidence, then I can start to believe in my ability to figure anything out. Because when life throws curveballs, which it will, whether it's mm-hmm. in your health or it's in your life, like right now I'm going through a major, as you know, a major mm-hmm. transition season. My fiance just lost his dad to cancer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it threw a whole curveball into our entire life. We literally like packed up our stuff and moved up to Seattle where we're from, from Austin, where we live for seven weeks to watch someone's health just drastically decline. Mm. And obviously we can talk about that, like such a hard situation, but the point is because I am consistent in certain things, I believe that I can figure anything out because of that confidence that's been built by these slow deposits of keeping promises to myself. So when Mm -hmm. I say that I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, not just because I want to get to that end goal of being consistent, but because I want to prove to myself that I'm going to keep that promise to myself. And with that being said, what helps me stay consistent is when I'm picking what I'm going to be consistent at, I'm also picking based off of the season of my life, what I'm willing to drop. So I don't feel like I'm dropping the ball. Right. Like I decide these are the things I'm going to be consistent at. These are the things that I literally don't care about Mm -hmm. and they're not high priority right now. So I'm intentionally choosing to drop those things. So I'm just not, I'm not worried about it. So I don't feel, cause I think so often we're socialized to, especially as women, like, like I can do it. I can take that. Yes. I'll say yes to this. We have these people pleasing tendencies where we want to say yes to everything and all of this stuff, but we forget that we're one person and we're saying yes to all of those things we're saying no to something else. And I'm not willing to, in any season of life, say no to the things that I actually deem as priorities. And Mm -hmm. I'm also not willing to say no to things that are going to help me build confidence because that's what I always have. I'm the only person that I'm going to live with for the rest of my life until the day that I die. I want to make my brain and my body a place that I actually want to live because I'm guaranteed that. That's the only thing I'm guaranteed, right? It's the thoughts that I'm thinking is what I control in my own environment. So when I think about consistency, what's helpful is I am not just focused on the end goal. I'm focused mm-hmm. on the confidence building and the tiny little things that are easy to do, but are also easy not to do. So I can give myself those little layups and put those deposits in my confidence bucket. And then I'm choosing, it's okay if I'm willing to drop those things and I'm not going to evaluate my success based off of how much I can get done, but instead how aligned I can feel in the process. And then I feel like I'm winning. Yes. And that works every damn time and every freaking season. And my consistency, what I choose to be consistent at looks very different depending upon what's going on in the external world around me and what needs my energy most. And if it's aligned with my priorities and I'm, I'm a ninja at that. Oh, and, you are a ninja um, at that. It's because I have to be. Otherwise, I would constantly feel like I'm failing, especially for any of you that are in the entrepreneur world or you've got a side hustle or anything like that. You don't, your day doesn't end. You could always keep going. You can yes. feel <sighs> like you're always dropping the ball, but not mm-hmm. when you've consciously made those choices. Yes. Which is huge as a new business owner, still new, you know, it, yes. it really dove into it like a year and a half ago. It's super easy to like, you know, I'm, I am very good at being consistent, but I had to learn 
how to turn it off and how to drop the ball on certain things. And I think, again, that could be applied to your health too, of, and not worrying about the end goal, because that, especially in your health, if you're like doing something to lose weight, eventually you're going to be like, I don't care. I don't care if I look at the bikini, like it doesn't matter. But if your goal is to raise your confidence and to prove to yourself that like, I can do this and I can feel better just by doing this, that's going to keep you going because otherwise you're just going to throw in the towel. Yeah. And it, and it really makes me think of how much I tie consistency to my identity in a very Mm. healthy way where I've decided I want to be the type of person who does the thing that she says that she's going to do. So I'm not going to overpromise and under deliver. Instead, I'm going to say yes to something. I might exceed someone's expectations, but I'm going to come through on the things that I say that I want to do. And I've made that part of who I actually am Mm. versus I don't want to be an example of someone who's running on fumes. I don't want to be an example of someone who one day when I, you know, we have kids in the future that I'm like, oh yeah, mom says yes to everything. Like, so you're, (laughs) this is what it looks like to be a quote unquote good friend or a good mom or a good whatever. I'm like, no, like I want to be present where my feet are. So that means I'm going to have to get good right here, right now at saying no to things that don't feel aligned so I can be consistent with the things that actually matter. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's huge. That's everything. And it's, it's so apparent in how you do things too. And it's like such a good thing for women, especially to adopt this and adopting the identity. That is what really creates consistency. If you, cause that's just who you become as a person. Then you're like, okay, obviously I'm going to do this. That's just who I am. Yeah. So I love that. And on that too, it just makes me think of how many people probably listen to your podcast that have decided like, I'm not a healthy person or I'm not a morning person or I'm not a meditator or Mm -hmm. I'm not a whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have those conversations with myself where I challenge, like, is that belief actually true? And is it actually serving me? Because yeah. I think that we can, as like constantly evolving people, we can change our mind. I'm like, well, yeah. if, if I've decided I'm a high energy person, then I'm naturally going to ask myself questions like a high energy person would act. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. think, how would a high energy person fuel themselves to sustain that energy? Yes. What type of decisions would a high energy person make? Well, that person's probably not going to try and run on six hours of sleep if they define themselves as a high energy health conscious person. But if you're telling yourself, I'm not a quote unquote healthy person, then you're going to act in accordance. So why don't we just like switch up, like chicka remix that identity <laughs> yes. right? and say, wait, like I'm a person who's working on my health. So mm-hmm. how does that person think? And I'm like, that's why I'm chugging a gallon of water a day now. Even like, ah, pee in 24 seven. Yeah. All I do is pee. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've had to pee on our bike rides. I'm like, let's just hop off into the woods real quick. Cause I'm just chugging so much water, but so it's, good. it's great. Um, so when you're working on like your health or your career, your relationship, whatever it is. Um, and obviously it's hard to make changes, right? Like you're losing something in, in the process. Something else you talk about a lot that I love is the opportunity cost of if you don't do that thing. So can you just touch on that? Yeah. I think a lot of times we think of cost of like, how much is this going to cost me now? What time is this going to take? Where is this going to come from? And in reality, I like to 
play it out to like, what's going to happen if I don't do it? Like, mm-hmm. what could I miss out on in terms of fulfillment? What type of impact could I miss out on? What type of income? What type of joy? What type of freedom, right? Yeah. We're working on health goals. Like we think structure feels boring, but structure actually gives you more freedom because all of the time that you are in this wishy-washy middle stage, trying to think about the things that you need to do. If you just make a decision, you've got so much more time because now your brain's not thinking all those thoughts that are all over the place, right? Yes. And when you can lessen your own anxiety, then you're not wasting that brain space. And instead that could be used to be present with people that make your world go around and doing fun things that you love. So Mm -hmm. when I think about the cost of something, I'm not just thinking about like, you know, even the monetary cost or the time cost. I'm thinking, how good could it get for me if I do this thing? And who else is going to benefit as a byproduct if I go for it? And Mm. who could be negatively impacted if I don't? So taking health as an example, Who's going to benefit as a byproduct of me feeling like my happiest, most energetic, confident self? Me, for sure, which definitely matters. Yeah. Also, the people that I love the most, right? Like my fiance, Sina, who literally spends so much freaking time with me. We're roommates. We live in the same house, right? Like <laughs> he is definitely going to benefit as a byproduct if I'm excited about working on my health goals rather than bitching about it all the time mm-hmm. or complaining about it all the time or having like random breakdown cry sessions about it all the time. I'm not saying don't express your emotions, but I'm saying, gosh, if you focus on this and you take control and like grab the reins, other people are going to benefit. And yes. we remember how people make us feel. And we remember the example that they set rather than just what they say. So I, I want to be proof of what's possible so that when one day I do tell our kids they can do anything that they want, I want them to be able to look at me as living, breathing proof, an example of that, of someone who lived a full fulfilling life. And yes. um, so the opportunity cost is really asking yourself that same question. Who's going to benefit? If I do this, who's going to be negatively impacted if I don't? What am I going to miss out on if I don't choose to invest in my, for sake of this example, health now? Mm -hmm. What type of fulfillment and joy and fun and just happiness am I going to miss out on? Because if I'm going to look back with shoulda, woulda, couldas and regret, I am so much more scared of that conversation with myself than I am of starting something before I feel ready or being scared of failing, which Mm -hmm. really just means we're scared of other people's perception of us failing because we think they're going to judge us. That's what we're really scared about. So I'm like, "Ah, screw it. I'm not going to risk like missing out on fulfillment. It's just changing the conversation in your head because we were never taught to have these conversations. It's always like, the belief patterns of, oh, if it's going to cost too much money or too much time, like it's not worth it. It's like, well, we have to think of the other side of the conversation of what you're missing out on if you don't do it. And I love how you frame that. That was another thing that helped me so much when I was leaving teaching, because obviously I could look at all the freaking scary things about it, but I was like, what happens if I don't like, what am I going to miss out on if I don't do this? And that changed everything. When you just flip that question around. Well, and you played it out too, right? Like when Mm -hmm. you were leaving teaching where you're like, okay, say I do this for another year or say, you know, even when we were talking about your podcast, say Mm -hmm. I wait six months to start this podcast, which I was going to, which you were right. And (laughs) it's like, well, what are you going to miss out on if you don't do it now? Because you can Mm -hmm. always say that life is too crazy to focus on your health or life is too crazy to launch your podcast or start your business or change career paths or whatever, like start dating again after a breakup. It doesn't matter what it is. It's more Mm -hmm. so you can always make that excuse. But on the flip side, you can also say, 
gosh, how much impact could I make if I launch that podcast now? Mm -hmm. How much better am I going to feel by next fall if I started this summer, right? Like focusing on my health, like how different will my life be? And when you did that for starting your podcast and when you Mm -hmm. did that with leaving teaching, you're like, I played this out. I already, I already know what teaching is. Like I already know what this is going to be like. So (laughs) I got to jump into the unknown. I don't know what that's going to be. I'm assuming it's going to be better. And it was a hell of a lot better than you could have imagined. Yeah, exactly. It's just that question is like, I just would encourage everybody before you make decisions, when you're scared about something, like ask yourself that question and really let it play out because it really helps you make a decision that you actually want to make instead of just making the decision out of fear. Ooh, yeah. Mic drop, Corinne. (laughs) (laughs) I have a headset on, so I can't drop my mic, but if I could, I (laughs) would. The other thing that I love that you talk about that is super important for a health journey, whether it's a health journey or not journey, is falling more in love with the process instead of the end goal. And you talk so much about this. So can you talk to us how we can actually fall more in love with the process? Literally, this is my obsession is I will always try and focus on how can I make the process toward getting where I want to go even more enjoyable than the actual end goal. And it's so freaking intentional, whether it's planning a wedding or it is like health related, it's focusing on a workout rather than just the, like it, it's everything because I ask myself just like, it's so simple, but it's part of my everyday life is like, how can this be more fun? How can I actually like soak up this experience? Because you don't have to lose someone close to you to understand that like, we literally do not know how many days we have here. Like yeah. we, we plan for someday. We say next season, we say next month, we say this weekend all the time. But like, I've lost two friends that were 30 years old and we just lost someone last week, right? That would have never expected that that would be the end. You just don't know. So, so when we're spending all of this time and energy focused on like, once I get there, then I'm going to be happy. Or like, once I get to that end goal, then I'm going to feel proud. We're robbing ourselves of joy, fulfillment, and confidence building along the way. And we're robbing ourselves of making our actual like Wednesdays count because you don't know how many Wednesdays you have. And I don't mean that in like a dark, sad way, but I just mean like, (laughs) that's why you're here. Soak it up. Yeah. um, So for me, I, I intentionally make that the focus of every single day where I'm like, how can today be really freaking fun? And -hmm. what can I do to just make this more enjoyable rather than like, some things you just got to do to get them done. And that's just the way that life is. But when I've got the opportunity where I'm like, I want to do this, not to get it done. I want to do this to do it. It feels so different. For example, I'm looking at my own to-do list today where I'm like, okay, jumping on with this podcast with Corinne, I could say, okay, these are the main things that I got to get done today. Check, check, check. But instead I'm like, gosh, I'm so excited that I get to talk to Corinne on this podcast. I hope that I can add value to her audience, that I can impact someone in a positive way. What a blessing that it is that I get to do this. Instead, I could have come in with the perspective of like, all right, just got to get this done so I can move on to the next thing on my to-do list. And it would feel so different. So if you are someone who wants to be present where your feet are and you want to really like soak up life, it's asking yourself, like, what's my intention for the day? And it doesn't have to be this mapped out process where you journal for like 10 hours about it. <laughs> Literally just asking yourself, like, yeah. what, what's my actual intention? How can I make this more fun? Is there anyone that I can loop into this to make it more of a celebration? The tiny little things that you do today that are moving you closer to the person that you're becoming in pursuit of the goals. How can you celebrate those little things? And I'm, I, I like to celebrate. 
I get yes. over a lot. Your Enneagram um, seven. <laughs> yes. I mean, for anyone that doesn't know Enneagram, go Google it. It'll change your life. Yes. I'm a seven. We're enthusiastic. <laughs> but yeah, it, but it brings such a different energy to what you're doing too. Yes. And energy is everything. And people could pick up on that. So if you're yes. just like going through the motions, it's like, what are we even waiting for? This is something that I've been practicing a lot because I am not Enneagram seven. I'm Enneagram two, wing three. I could be like very structured and stuff. And just like, here we go. This is what I have to do. But when you do bring more fun to it, it just, first of all, it makes things so much easier because you're having more fun. And then that energy just brings more of it to you. And it's so powerful because when you are on a health journey, especially if you're someone who's been struggling for a long time, which I know a lot of people are, are, have been struggling for a long time. Usually that's kind of what happens before you actually take it into your own hands. It could be really like, I just want to get there. Like, I just want to feel better. I just want to, I just want to get there. But it's like, how can you make it more fun in that process? Because I think so the conversation a lot around health is like, you know, no pain, no gain. Like you got to suffer to like get there, even in entrepreneurship too. It's like head down, you know, everything ends. Like you're just working 24 seven. It's like, we need to change the conversation and just make it more fun. And I love that you talk about that so much because I think it's, so important for us to do as much as we can to make the process more fun. Cause that's the process is everything. Cause once you get to wherever you're going to go, you're going to have somewhere else you want to go. And then you're just going to be waiting to get there. Yep. And what you don't want is to look back on the path that you took toward getting where you wanted to go and think that that path wasn't even worth like worth it and that you mm-hmm. sacrificed too much in order to get there, or you did it in a way that you couldn't sustain it in particular with health. Right. Mm-hmm. You did it in a way that you couldn't sustain it. So then you think in order for me to get to that next goal, I'm going to have to do something even harder than that. Um, that is just a narrative that we are fed to. Yeah. Like we are just fed that in society. And I think it's reminding yourself that like you're teaching people how to treat you too. So if mm. you have this approach to health where it's like, oh, I have to eat this because it's my diet. Like, mm-hmm. then of course you should expect that, you know, aunt, Sally Sue is going to be like, oh, why don't you just eat those mashed potatoes with all the cream? And you're like, I'm dairy free. Yeah. Like, it sucks that I'm dairy free. Yeah. Um, she's going to naturally react in accordance to how you're teaching her mm. how to treat you and how you're treating yourself. So it's like, let's just try and make this more fun. And you'll see that people react to you that way because they also expect that you're going to be that type of energy. And it's just, it's a lot more fulfilling way to go through life, honestly. 100%. Oh my God. I love that. So you mentioned that you are going through a really tough season right now with, you know, Cena's dad passed away very recently and this has been going on for weeks. So, you know, regardless of if someone is going through a season of grief or just a tough season in general, whatever it is, you have been someone that has still prioritized your health and your business and your relationships, even through this tough season. And A lot of times that would be the season where it would be the easiest to just be like, forget it. I'm just throwing in the towel. I'm, you know, having ice cream sundaes and pizza all day, every day. Like I'm doing nothing, sitting on the couch. It's very easy to do that. So how do you navigate this tough season and still keep those priorities top of mind for you? Yeah. I have to ask myself, what can I actually control? And Mm -hmm. in our case, it's, um, we live in Austin, Texas. We got a phone call that Cena's dad, who has lymphoma, his health took a turn for the worst. Cena is his medical decision maker. Mm. He is his only son. His dad's not remarried. So like, it was a lot of pressure on Cena. Um, my best friend, Jackie flew down from Seattle to Austin for us to road trip up here. We basically like 
replanted our family up in Seattle for a TBD amount of time when we got here, which was at the time that we're recording this episode eight weeks ago. And that's a long time to be out of your structure and out of your flow, especially when you found something that's working really well for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were in a really exciting season of our life. Um, He had just left his full-time corporate job in dentistry to jump into the entrepreneurial space with me two weeks prior to us getting this phone call. And I mean, it shook things up a ton. So in those seasons, I think we always have a choice of asking ourselves to look for all of the things that we can't control and getting really frustrated and anxious and honestly, even like angry and even more sad than we need to. Or we can say in this season, what are the blessings and what are the things that I can control? And the thing that I'm always responsible for, no matter what the season is my perspective, the thoughts that I'm thinking and the actions that I'm taking. Mm. So I made a conscious decision that I was like, if it's my job, to show up the best that I can right now to support us, you know, my significant other who's going through literally the hardest thing he's ever gone through in his entire life. It's my job to show up for him. I cannot run on fumes, which means I need to raise the necessity to show up for my health because that's number one, something that I can control. And back to what we talked about at the beginning, my main focus is I want to build confidence. I want to build Mm -hmm. this confidence in my belief that I can figure things out. So if I'm in a season where I can't control a lot of it, like a really tough season, I can always control if I'm drinking water. I can always control what's going into my mouth. I can Mm -hmm. always control. I can't always control my sleep in this particular situation, but Mm -hmm. I can control my movement. I can't control the environment that I'm creating in my head, the, yeah. the type of content that I'm consuming. I can control, and this was so freaking helpful for me. I can control the narrative that I'm telling other people so they can act in, in accordance to what I actually needed. Yeah, and that huge. was a huge thing for me. So Ugh. it was literally sitting down and being like, okay, there is so much that I can't control. As in like he moved from hospital to hospice. And we watched him slowly decline and had no idea how long this was going to go. We knew it was the end, but we didn't know how long it was going to be so stressful. And, um, I literally sat down and I was like, okay, what are the things that we actually can control? We're living out of suitcases. We're back and forth between all these different houses. We can always look at our schedule and say, when can we move our bodies? We can always look at our schedule and say like, where's some type of healthy food option where we can do the best that we can. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was, top of the priority list and then telling people. And I think we forget that we actually have a lot of control in the narrative that we tell other people because we are teaching them how to treat us. So I, for example, would say, Hey, this is the state that I'm in before I would see people. I'd say right now I am. in I'm in business mode. I'm in a really high vibe energy. If you talk to me about cancer, I don't have the bandwidth emotionally to even have this conversation. So it won't be, I won't be trying to be rude by not answering your questions, but I'm just going to proactively tell you, don't even ask me about it Mm -hmm. because I'm not in this space. I'll loop you in when I'm ready. And it was a really effective way to set boundaries. And I did it for myself. And honestly, I did it for Cena too, because he wasn't in the emotional space that he could. So to really answer your question, it's like when a tough season happens for me, it was what can I control and what can I not control? What do I need to show up for? Because it's a high priority to me. And what am I willing to drop and giving myself full permission to drop? Then Mm. when are the containers that I have? And especially if it's an emotional season, a lot of people reach out to me that are going through infertility journeys that could navigate with some of even the things that I was talking about during the season where I'm like, I gave myself containers of space where I unapologetically expressed every single emotion with whatever it was. And then I gave myself a space where I did not talk about it at all because I needed to be in the most high vibe energy to do my job, to run my business. And I had containers for both, which means sometimes I was like really, 
really like giggly and awkward and weird. And sometimes I was like in tears, like ugly cry so hard, like unable to breathe. And all of those like happened in different hours within those containers. So like, and I was able to control that. I was able to find those containers and then ask for more help. And that was everything. Wow. That is so amazing. And even if you're not going through a tough season, but what you said about telling people how to treat you. So if you are on a new health journey, maybe you're changing the things you're eating and your family is like not used to it. And you're going over for dinner. It's like, you know, telling them about it, looping them in on what you're going through and telling them how you want them to support you. Yes. Instead of just like, deciding that it's going to be hard because everybody else is eating differently than you are or thinking differently than you are, whatever it is. And also like assuming that they're not going to support you Mm. or assuming that the way that they show support is, uh, is that they don't support you, right? They might not even know how to show their support, right? right? You might be a reflection to them of something, a change that they want to make in their life that they haven't made the priority to make that change yet. Mm -hmm. And so it's like giving people the benefit of the doubt of, if you've actually told someone what you're doing, like to what you just said, Corinne, of like looping them in, I think is huge. Whether it is of how you're navigating a tough season in your life, or it is just like starting a new health journey, mm-hmm. but then actually for the people that you're really close to, telling them the why part is everything, right? Like I have to focus on my health because I'm on a fertility journey and this matters mm-hmm. so much to me. I don't I don't expect you to get it. You don't need to make any modifications to the dinner menu, Aunt Martha, but you do just need to understand that like I might, this is the choices that I'm going to make. It would mean the world to me if you don't make any comments about it, because Mm -hmm. honestly, it's hard enough for me to navigate and I'm going through a lot emotionally. So just so you know, can't wait to see for dinner. Set the stage, right? Right. You would be surprised by how many people are really perceptive to that, but we often tell ourselves the story that they don't support us, but we're not telling them what support actually looks like Mm -hmm. or what we need. So if we can ask ourselves that, what do I actually need? What would support actually look like? And then communicate it. The game changes. Yeah, totally. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. So one other thing I want to chat with you about is how to step more into who you are. Cause I know on your journey, that was something like when you started empower her, your podcast, which is freaking amazing. Obviously I'm linking it in the show notes. If you don't already listen to it, which you probably already do. Cause it's so good. Um, you really talk about how doing that helped. You wanted to like become more you, right. And just be more you. And I think that women in general sometimes feel like we have to be a muted version of ourselves, or, you know, around different people, we're different, depending on our environment, we're going to act differently around our college friends, around our, you know, our business friends, you know, whatever it is. So how do you step more into who you are as a person? Yeah. So first I raise the necessity for it because it's easy for us to go through life kind of catering to other people's expectations of what we quote unquote should be or how we should act or what they Mm -hmm. expect us to be. But I had to raise the necessity of how important it was that I showed up because if you think it's exhausting to like human, it's so much more exhausting to human when you're not being yourself. (laughs) It's so much work. So I do not want to, I don't want that much pressure on myself to have to Mm -hmm. cater to everybody else's opinion of me. Mm -hmm. And I decided intentionally that it's hard to be what you can't see. And I wanted to be proof of someone who's showing up 
being just very honest and raw, understanding that no matter what I do or don't do, I'm not going to be right for some people. And that's actually has nothing to do with me. That's a reflection on what their perception is and what their preferences are. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't need everybody to like me. I don't even like everybody. (laughs) I I don't care. So, and so instead I was like, gosh, like, how can I just be more like how I am when I'm with my fiance, when I'm with my best friends, like, how can Mm -hmm. I just crank up the volume on that? to be an example to other people, because I think the world at large, like I like to think of how my individual example can contribute to the world at large. And you don't have to be an entrepreneur or a podcaster to think in this way. Mm -hmm. This literally, in fact, like affects your world of like your community, your neighbors, like your peer group, your coworkers. It It doesn't matter because I'm like, gosh, if I could be more myself, that's gonna you know, give other people the space to be more themselves. And I wonder what the world at large would be like if more people were unapologetically being themselves Mm -hmm. and we all had more of a permission slip to just show up fully rather than these watered down versions of ourselves. I don't like lukewarm anything, (laughs) anything. Like, Uh I mean, has anyone ever been like, I would love a lukewarm, like, bath like you no. say like a lukewarm shower no like a i'm lukewarm, on a steam <laughs> a lukewarm burger or for you yeah. like a yeah. vegan chicken burger whatever. Like, <laughs> like, like whatever that is like i don't i just am i'm not interested in it because yeah. we only have one shot here so i think um it's giving yourself the permission to understand that it's gradual too right mm. it's it's slowly starting to like it's not a it's not a light switch. It's more like that dimmer switch where you slowly are cranking it up because then you're also understanding that you're then giving proof of what's possible to other people Mm -hmm. that they're going to react to you in a completely different way that could deepen your relationships. Cause sometimes we tell ourselves the story that if I'm not how they think that I should be, they're not going to like me anymore. That's the belief that's under our fear of changing. But in reality, maybe they actually need someone exactly like you in your exact situation, your circumstances with your amount of tenure in the relationship to just be more unapologetic about what you actually want and who you actually are and start to chart your own path because Mm. they literally don't know anyone that's doing that. And it's really hard to be what you can't see. So, so raise the necessity and then understand that it's like a dimmer. I literally think at this point, I'm not hireable in the corporate world anymore (laughs) because I would not know how to cater to somebody else's expectations. Um, I, I can't, I honestly don't think, I don't like to say can't, but I don't think I could do that Mm -hmm. in majority of environments anymore. And it's because this dimmer switch has just been like, like, so now it's like all the lights lights are on. You can't turn them off. Like I don't even know. Stadium lighting. Stadium lighting. I just, and it, and it's been a gradual process. So give yourself grace, but Mm -hmm. just start trying things out. Like, what if you just said no to one thing that wasn't a hell yes? What if you raised your hand in that meeting and said what you actually thought instead of Frank, who over Mm -hmm. there is like, because he's a man and he's socialized to think that he can just say whatever he wants and his idea is stupid and yours is great. Like, you should raise your hand. Like, start... (laughs) Poor Frank. (laughs) Start start asking yourself that, right? Yeah. How can I be more me? And gosh, it just, it just feels better. Yeah. And people are going to, some people are going to talk about you either way. Some people aren't going to like what you're doing either way. So it's like another thing I had to navigate when I was leaving teaching. I'm like, I know people are talking about me doing this. I 100% know that, but I also know they were probably talking about me before that and in in a different way. So I'm like, who cares? Like at the end of the day, just really caring more about what I'm saying about myself or what I think about myself. And it's like, it really does change the game when you do that. And you're such a good example of it. 
Well, isn't it funny how we worry about what everyone else thinks about us? And we think that people are thinking about us, but in reality, they're thinking about how they're worried about what other people think about them. So they're actually <laughs> probably not even thinking about us. Yeah, wow. exactly. So Everyone's self-absorbed. I like literally, we're as humans, we're designed to want to protect ourselves naturally. So like, mm-hmm. it just takes a lot of pressure off of you when you're just like, I don't, I know that some people listening to this right now are going to be like, this girl is my jam. And some people are going to be like, that girl sounds like she is drinking a lot of pre-workout before she jumped on this. Like, I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> and I'm like, great. Because I want to just be, I want you to go be you and yeah. be me. And like, I'm going to clap for you. And that's, that's what it's about. You exactly. Oh, uh, Keisha, I love you so much. I could literally talk to you forever. I, it is because of you that I actually even have this podcast and that I'm continuously growing it. Cause now I'm in your mastermind. It's just so amazing. I love you so much. And Please tell everybody how they could work with you, how they can connect with you, what's going on in your world. I love you. I am so honored to be on your show. I'm so proud of you and the impacts that you're making and so many people that reach out to me that love your show too. So cheers to you and what you're doing. Um, If you want to connect more with me, like Corinne said, I have a podcast called Empower Her. It's Monday and Thursday episodes. I love answering DMs about the podcast, like hearing your feedback. Also, if you listen to this podcast and you vibe with what Corinne's talking about, Tag her, DM her, tell her what you think, because it's so helpful as podcast creators to know what you're vibing with so we can create content that actually serves you. Mm-hmm. Um, so come check out my podcast. Come find me on Instagram at Keisha, K-A-C-I-A dot Fitzgerald. Lots of fun things happening over there. You want to start a podcast? I know a girl. It, it's me. <laughs> that, can help, that, can, that can help you. Um, but other than that, thank you so much for having me. I just love you. Yes, I love you. And everything will be linked in the show notes. So if you're doing something right now and you can't go write all this down, don't worry. It's there below. Keisha, thank you so much for being here. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.